is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the sunny forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am dreading going back to work tomorrow. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from Cascade Locks, Oregon, where I am raising my children not to be afraid of human faces, I'm Andrew Hoffman. (laughs) Well, I took a small vacation, couldn't go anywhere because of quarantine. Uh, I had a quarantine if I come back, if I go anywhere. I got a quarantine. So it's basically you take a week vacation, which ends up being a two-week vacation. Anyway, was that uh, is that out of state if you travel out of state? Yeah, and, it, and it's not even it's not even a state mandate. It's like a workplace mandate. A lot of this baloney going on, the old mm. workplace mandate situation. So, yeah. So anyway, I, I took some took a week off first week of uh, April here, but uh, I had a bunch of stuff to do around the house. And so that is what I did, mainly just kind of decluttering and organizing some stuff, getting the crib put together. Anyway, um, so, you... so here, here's a here's a tip. Got it. Tim. Got it. So I got a coworker, and he mm-hmm. also lives in Washington because we're on the border. Mm-hmm. And he also had his vacation plans of going to Hawaii, right. crushed by the, you know, the insanity. Uh, but he went to Idaho, so. I'm just saying, as long as you're traveling by car, this is uh, it's difficult to to track. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's it's totally accurate. And I have friends who are talking about flying and going places. Literally, though, they talk about this like this is this is part of the issue if they go because it's like well, you could just go and just, just not tell anybody, right? You just I'm just gonna take yeah. some time and do some stuff around that and just go. It's totally a thing you could do. Number one excuse from the uh, other coworkers. Yeah, but then I can't post about it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> right. I said, and What's I just, the point of taking a vacation if you can't post it on social media? Yeah. And so then <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know how to help you, like, at all. Like, if I was yeah. young, like you, and wanted to go to Vegas for three nights, like you want to do, and stay in a luxury hotel, because apparently the packages are, like, off the charts right now. You're getting, it's, like, nuts. Like, you know, for $300, you can get a round trip ticket and stay at like one of the nicest hotels you know in in las vegas with you know complimentary spa treatment and everything for you know very very little money um so i was encouraging this guy hey you should just do it anyway just don't say anything no no i can't post it so anyway uh (laughs) but then i leaned on somebody at the at the higher the higher level about the uh the quarantine And, and if i had driven somewhere i don't think it would have been quite the issue so it's more about just the flying aspect i don't know yeah i don't know you uh you raising your kids well, not well, to be scared over there or plus with fly, with flying you got to you know i mean the airlines are insane right now i don't i don't think i could deal with an airport at this stage yeah the- so a couple things one i'm with you like I feel that 100%, I'm with you. But the other thing, I uh, I'm incredibly cheap, 
and uh, I smell a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some uh, some good airfare out there right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you going to have to pay me to get on your airplane if you're going to make me wear a mask, though. <laughs> it's... You know, there's a price. I'm not going to lie. There's a price, but this is not a price that I'm paying you. You will be paying me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think Las Vegas has gotten there yet. All right, look, here's three hundred dollars. We just need you to go. Just (laughs) just get out. Las Vegas would probably come out ahead on that deal, but oh yeah, for sure, for sure, (laughs) you know they would. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, the frequent people who go to Vegas, you know, Vegas like ends up contacting them like. So we want you to come back, and yeah. uh, we'll pay for you to get here. Yeah. <laughs> we just like you so much. It's your personality. No, no, I, have, I had a buddy. Your, he was like not addicted. Your ten thousand dollars that you you dropped over the weekend. Yep. I had a buddy. He was like a friend of a friend, but he was like addicted to Vegas. Like he had to keep going. I was like, yeah, man. Like Vegas is different. Other people talk about wasting all this money, but like they always are just giving me stuff. And I'm like, right, but you know, you're sitting at the <laughs> you're sitting at the $500 card table, the $1,000 hands, right? Well, yeah, yes. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So how many $1,000 hands do you have to lose before this uh, <laughs> $200 in free airfare that they put up for you to come for yeah. free yeah. is, uh, is going to work for you? So, well, good for you. You're raising kids over there not to be scared of gambling yeah, in we, Las Vegas. Yeah, we... So we we quit the little league. Quit uh, the little league over the the Washingtonian masking policies. Play, my daughter played last year. It was fine. The coach like kind of felt you know guilted into wearing a mask over like his ears, you know, not really his mouth so much. But he didn't make the kids wear masks. But uh, this year, it's a different little league in Washington, and they're going with the school district policies. And these school district policies are are crazy. They, like, won't let you out of your car. They want all the tracking information, phone numbers, every practice, um, you know, know everyone who's there just in case someone gets COVID, you know. It's it's convenient how it's like oh we're just going to track everything that you do but it's for for the covids it's for the covid for yeah. the covid so, anytime anything anytime anything fails it's because of covid anytime anything is uh, yeah. good it's because of covid yeah so that is uh, is Gons calling you right now uh, no <laughs> oh, okay you were clicking on a conversation i could see your screen by the way <laughs> yeah no I, worries i have been i've been listening to uh canary cry radio recently ah, yeah there you go yeah i've got i got um you know parts of several episodes and a, a whole episode so i had a little more podcasting than usual time podcast listening than usual time so yes good stuff check those guys out um Canary Cry News Talk before they get and figure out how to listen to them without YouTube because sounds like they're got uh, got the ban hammer coming down on them. Oh, they do? I didn't hear the most recent one. They must be talking about it then. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But uh, 
anyway, so quit the little league. Um, you know, this is this is not good, but the the impetus because it, you know I talk a big game on the podcast, right? Like, hey, you know, we probably shouldn't wear the masks. Right, right. But I'm I was out hiking the other day. Young kid, like five or six years old, and this is you know two miles out. I'm in, like, hey, they're good for the kid hiking with out with his dad, but both wearing masks. So I'm walking past him and I, and I say right. like, hey, like hey, good hiking. And uh, the dad gives me a dirty look. The kid turns away from me, but has a look on his face of of like terror, and it took me a little bit to figure out what that was. And it's because I walked by him not wearing a mask. Yeah. So, and this is, uh, I mean, you know, uh, literally at that point, probably half a mile from any other human. And we're passing each other for what? Two seconds. Like how, how deep are you on this trail? How, what's our elevation? How far are we in on this deal? Uh, they were going to the, the, um, the peaks, which is, uh, you know, nuts. You're starting pretty much at, at sea level right down right. by the Columbia and hiking up into the hills a little ways. So, you know, a couple hundred feet in elevation and how far they, though? They're, uh, they were a couple miles from the trailhead. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a couple miles in. I don't know if you know, but like the higher elevation you get, the thinner the air, easier, <laughs> easier for COVID to. Oh, oh really? really? Flies out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that 300 feet in elevation, that's just going to make the COVID stick to you, <laughs> bro. It's going to stick to the trees, and then stick. And yeah, then as you go by, it'll stick. It'll stick to you. The air's there's not quite heavy enough. To oh man, the, there's Rona in the trees. Rona. <laughs> Uh, it's you know and I, I saw so I get back to my car um, and this is not the main parking area this is the parking area that not many non-locals know about but got it, got I, I see these three guys uh, you know like 18 to 24 age range got okay? it, got it. young guys you know you could all like in shape, outdoors people, they're getting like camping gear out and stuff, all wearing masks. And I, I said, hey guys, it's okay, you're out of Portland. You don't have to wear the masks. And they kind of smiled and whatever. I mean, they weren't like afraid of an unmasked person, but um, but they kept the masks on. <laughs> I'm like, what is, what is wrong with people? I don't know. Yeah. Yep, yep. I've experienced this. I think I told you this the old the old skate park. I'm at the skate park. I got my buddy. He's a super good skater. He's way better than, you know, like I said you were golfing. I was playing football. This dude was skating. So he's really good. But he's pushing 45. So we're out there just trying to make our way and uh the kids all flock to him mainly, ask him questions, talk to him. They get close to him and uh, every now and then there's a mom who's there who's wearing a mask and she's glaring at us and I'm just, I'm just not, just not having it. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to, you know, it's going to take more than dirty looks from people or horror. <laughs> you know, if you're there at the skate park with a 
kid that's masked up, good for you. I'm not going to be any different to you or to the kid than I would be in a normal situation. Uh, but, you know, I'm certainly not going to be pushed around by some, you know, middle-aged lady who's deciding that her kids are going to mask up at the skate park. I'm just not, yeah. it's not a thing. So, you know, um, I get it. I get it. Well, good for you. I mean, right. Like, well, what, what, one other, so, you know, I'm thinking through this and I'm like, you know, my kids mainly homeschool, but she goes to a Christian school homeschool group on Fridays, but they make them wear masks and just, ridiculousness it's gotten worse too it's like used to be just face shields and now it's like masks when you're out on the playground it's craziness so i you know i wrote her a letter saying like she no longer has to comply and she was gonna take it in tomorrow and just see how that goes and then the the school on the regular full-time school a student came down with the Rona supposedly. So they're, you know, the County health departments, all or the whatever agency all over calling everyone. It's panic. It's into the world. Um, no, de- no useful details. Like is, is this kid really sick? <laughs> is anyone else sick? Apparently not. Um, anyway, so the, yeah. the whole, the whole second grade class is like out. So probably not the best day for a mask protest tomorrow, but you know we're still we're still talking about it. Uh, so I, I went uh, I went golfing for the first time this year, a few days ago, and uh, course in Washington, and uh, met a buddy of mine over there, and I'm like, you know, we'll see how this goes because I'm not wearing a mask. And there he's like, ooh, you know, no mask. Yeah, let's see, you know. So we go in there and, uh, you know, they've got all the stuff up on the outside of the door. And, you know, halt, no one goes here without a mask, you know. All the state of Washington propaganda. And so I walk in there. the, The guy working there, super friendly did not mention the mask and was like happy that we were there patronizing the golf course. Good. Not, not a, not a hint of like, you know, like, Hey, you got to put on a mask if you want to come here in here. So very positive experience. I'm not sure if my next trip to the grocery store will go that well, but, um, (laughs) So far, so good. Good for you. That's awesome, man. I, I had a had a similar experience, much less uh, action for that. But have you ever been to a metal recycler? <laughs> uh, I haven't been. We're it's not a big enough place to have like a different recycling area. So well, just yeah, at yeah. the dump here. But. Okay, and we have that too at the dump, but just so you know, I'm totally an idiot and I've messed this up before, but I threw away like entire chain link fences and like, I'm paid by the pound to throw it away before, before finding that there's a, actually a metal recycler on the, you know, one of the main roads near my house where they're like, you bring it in, they weigh it and then they pay you. Oh, scrap metal. Yeah, yeah it's a scrap yeah. metal deal. So Anyway, I found a bunch of copper pipe underneath my house that I needed to kind of, uh, it was, it was, um, 
you know, the crawl space, the crawl space mm-hmm. uh, continues. You know, I the think d- everybody wants digging. to know yeah. updates, updates on the crawl space and the ditch digging. Anyway. So I get into the house and there's all this copper pipe and it's been replaced and they just like lazily left it all in place next to the new pipe, which is like, what are you guys doing? So anyway, I go in there with a screw gun and then unscrew it all. And I'm like, yeah, this is copper. I mean, this is worth a few bucks. So I went, yeah. to, oh, a, yeah. a, I went to a recycler, but I pull in and I'm like, I mean, it's just chaos. There's like, there's like a semi truck backing up. Every parking space is full. There's two guys yelling at each other in Spanish there's this Chinese guy who flips around the forklift and like almost goes on two wheels as he rounds the corner. There's just mass pandemonium. And in the mass pandemonium, I forgot to put on a mask because it felt like I could get killed in seven different ways other than the mask. <laughs> so I just didn't put one on. I ended up inside and I was like already in measuring my stuff before I start seeing all these signs that say no mask, no service or whatever. But, like, I look around and, like, only the half the people around me were wearing masks. Now, it's a metal recycler. Like, I don't think it's, you know, (laughs) this isn't like a restaurant or, you know, a a convenience store or something like this. This is is a metal recycler. Like, there's a lot going on. Uh, But, yeah, no masks. Only about half the people had them. Just, you know, that's... uh, I think I'm seeing a lot of that. And, you know, maybe I just want to see it because I'm... um, I am the way I am, but I, I'm seeing a lot of mask fatigue. I'm seeing a lot of fatigue at the whole thing. Maybe that's just what I want to see. But I, I think I think Corona's canceled. Joe Biden's in office, and we're all just going <laughs> to move on with our life. I mean, I don't know. It's obviously not all about Trump because there's you know they're hitting people with water cannons in Belgium. So I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it's weird. I, I it's going to take a while here in the U.S. So here's. I want to be optimistic, right? I know, right? I, I do too. I mean, that's a, but, the point of this show has always been like, hey, don't freak out too much. ISIS isn't going to kill us. Remember, right, like the, the whole, right. the whole show was ISIS like, ISIS really wasn't going to kill us. I, I they never were. <laughs> and remember, I had like a coworker. Like, gosh, it was like, well, it was my last place, so probably six years ago. She was like outside smoking and, and super stressed, like she's about to cry. And I was like, hey, what's going on? She's like, she's really worried about Ebola. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, look, <laughs> it's nothing. This is like they planned it. And so this show has always been about like, hey, the Iraq war is baloney. ISIS is baloney. The bull is baloney. But now it's like it's hard to be positive on this show because we're like talking about everything that's happening. And everything that's happened is super weird. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I keep I keep holding out hope, man. The, the, the American people, well, you know. They're a weird bunch. Like we're gonna put up, they're gonna put up with too much. I mean, I think we've already proved it. They're putting up with too much for too long. But like the end game here, if it's the Great Reset, is such a hard push. And there are so many people in this country who won't say anything, but like they're not gonna change either. <laughs> like, well, so he- here's here's what I'm worried about though. Okay. I'm worried that some of the mask fatigue and oh, I'm done with it. I'm done wearing the mask is from some of the uh, vaccine believers. Hmm. Okay. Well, that might be where, true. Where people are like, oh, the vaccine's here. It's going to save us all. It's great. It's just magic. You just call it a vaccine and it's magically can't hurt you and makes everything better and it now i don't think that's the 
bulk of the non-mask wearing people, because if you're dumb enough to get a vaccine, you're probably dumb enough to still wear the mask, even though, you know, all that. But uh, it, that could be part of it. I don't know. And ha- let me let me just throw this out. This came up in conversation with a friend of mine. So someone who um, goes from like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not getting the vaccine. Uh, and then for whatever reason, they get uh, cajoled into getting the vaccine, whether it's workplace or family or whatever. And then they become the like missionary of the vaccine. Yeah, have, I don't have know. you seen this I, phenomenon? Yes, I have. I have. I uh, it's so sick. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand it myself. I uh, yeah, I have a friend who actually listens to this show on occasion who was completely anti-vaccine, and I'm not going to get it. And then some things happen where he's going to need to travel out of the state pretty frequently. And now he's just like, well, you know, I just want to get it over with because it seems like that's the way that's the way everything's going. I just want to say, like, hey, man, more and more people need to say no. Right. No. Your kid's going to wear a mask while playing Little League Baseball. No. Yeah. She she will not. It's it is not going to get easier to say no it will get harder. Yeah. And that's kind of the the light bulb you know moment for me was realizing no, you don't get to wait till uh, you don't get to wait for the vaccine to say no. If you're giving into the mask, they'll find a way to get you to give into the vaccine. Mm. And so it's you know, it's <laughs> They've trained, I mean, who would have thought a year ago they could get people to wear masks constantly with no medical reason for it? They've never had to explain that. I mean, have you ever seen mainstream media coverage saying, like, well, here's the reason, here's the effectiveness, like, these cases here, you know, this person had corona. No, but it's it- more about what we're talking about, language. Like, this is the new update, it works. Like, and people are just like, oh, cool, it works. I guess I'll just go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, well, I don't know. Should we do some stories or? You... <laughs> well, I just, I wanted to point out that the government lies. <laughs> yes. Yes. So like, here's a. Uh... Like they lied about, I mean, they lied about a lot of stuff. There was a. Some it was like a meme or something I saw online. It was like, hey, they lied about this. 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 They're lying about vaccines. Yeah, it's it, it's yeah, it is it is what it is. Um, so a a couple things. Uh, let me read read at least part of this article. Uh, teen diagnosed with Guillain-Barre weeks after first COVID vaccine. The previously healthy teenager said he believes the vaccine caused him to develop the rare neurological disorder. But doctors said it's just a coincidence. Coincidence. That has nothing to do with it. A Texas teenager diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome. Which, let's just stop. Stop the press just for a minute. Like, 
I can go look, and I probably should, but like, it's a side effect. Like, it's literally listed. Yeah. It's yes. literally listed. Not, not just this vaccine. This has been a vaccine side effect. Uh, it was a big problem with the swine flu, with the first swine flu shot. Um, this is a known side effect side effect of vaccines. The first swine flu. You're talking about like 77, right? That one and the, the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, they just didn't get that many people to get the the new version. Um, but uh, I know someone who administered those vaccines and was, was like, yeah, I asked at the office why we had to ask people if they had any history of Guillain-Barre syndrome before we gave them the vaccine. I didn't even know what to do if they said yes, but anyway. Uh, So he says, I wanted to get the vaccine, said Wyatt McGlon, a high school senior from the Woodlands. I felt it was the right thing to do. I wanted to travel and enjoy my last summer before college. Stop, 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 stop. That's it. That's all it is. It's not even wanting to travel. I felt it was the right thing to do. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole that's the whole thing. So he's somehow somehow they've convinced everyone in the world, the United States, the world, I don't know, that if you're a concerned citizen, a respectable, responsible citizen, do you go out and feed the poor? No. <laughs> no. Do you stand up to corporations that are beating down the little guy? No. Do you actually, you know, practice what you preach and visit people in prison and do the things that you're supposed to be doing if you're a Christian? No. Do you just mask up pretty much and then go about your life normally and then feel really guilty if you get COVID, but also take off your mask sometimes <laughs> when nobody's looking? Yes. That's and what take the vaccine when, it, when it's your turn. When it's your turn, <laughs> do you take the vaccine? Yeah, you take the vaccine. I got the email. <gasps> Andrew, did you know everybody 18 and up in Washington State is now eligible for the vaccine? Yeah. Everybody. I called around to a couple places and it's available. So, <laughs> oh, it's available. Boy. I can go get I can go get it now. Can I do yeah. I have to make an appointment? No. Just come on in. Just come on in. Put this drug money right in your arm. Just put the just put the chemicals in right in, right in the arm. Just put them in. Just yeah. get your just get your insurance company to pay Pfizer all the monies. Just come on in. Come on in. Who you got, Primera? We're gonna jack up your rates. It's gonna be awesome. This is so, just a huge money laundering scheme to stick aborted fetuses and God knows what else into your arm. It's gonna be great. Oh, you're such a good person. So, uh, you know, I'm. I'm uh, not an accredited doctor. I also am not. Uh, or uh, play one on television. Or detective. I am also uh, not an accredited detective. But you've got this kid who that's you, a thing. You could see him in the hospital bed, like this. He's a normal, healthy-looking kid, and uh, had difficulty. Became weak and had difficulty walking. Like that does not happen to an eighteen-year-old healthy individual, where you just all of a sudden. It does if the aluminum goes straight to his brain, and he already has has too much in his bloodstream in the first place. The only 
you know, the only thing that changes is he had the the vaccine. It's not the vaccine, bro. It can't be. It's <laughs> science. Just, it's, it's crazy that Andrew. Well, it can't be the vaccine because the science vaccine is, is settled. Safe. The science is settled. <laughs> so here, here's another one. Um, so I just happened to see when this occurred, and so I started looking and enlisted No Agenda Social and uh, got some good stuff from there. So, Midwin Charles uh, was a a talking head on MSNBC. She's a lawyer, okay? And I went back through her Twitter feed, and she was all about the vaccine. There's posts about when she got the vaccine. There's posts about when her mom got the vaccine after it took her weeks to convince her mom to get it. Cause her mom didn't want to get it. Uh, there's, and then it's like, it's like Trump hate, uh, bogus kind of black lives matter stuff. And the vaccine's wonderful. And that she got special priority to get the vaccine because, uh, she has asthma. She also, as mentioned in her social media, had a, a peanut allergy. And so she wanted to have an EpiPen available when she got the vaccine in case she had a reaction to that. Um, And then she was upset because they ended up charging her like $387 to get the vaccine. But anyway. It's um, money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So she, she died less than a month after that. And they are not saying uh, what the cause of death was, which to me is like the vaccine killed her. I mean, if it was something else, they would say what it was, right? I mean, it's, or they, I'm sure they'll figure out something else to blame it on. But um, anyway, she's uh, 47 years old. And uh, African-American woman. So just, you know, the list of things that Alex Jones was right about is getting pretty long at this point. And uh, he said this vaccine is specifically targeted at black people. Really extra bad stuff for them, which makes perfect sense from from Bill Gates. Um, Right. But but even... uh... Yeah. Remember, we talked about this a while yeah. back. Not just Bill Gates wanting to kill people, but uh, sickle cell. The sickle yeah. cell. But we, we've we've gotten to the point disease. where, the, where the, the propaganda about vaccines is so powerful that someone with a uh, a peanut allergy... Which, hey, newsflash, that came from the vaccines, okay? <laughs> People didn't get peanut allergies when they weren't, you know, there wasn't an epidemic of peanut allergies when there wasn't tons of vaccines getting injected into everyone. Um, but the, there's, the propaganda is so strong that someone who should know that she was high risk for, 
for a reaction because she can have a strong reaction that could kill her to peanuts um, is just like shoot it into my arm. It's going to be great. I have no doubts about it. I want my mom to get it. Um, it man, that is some that is some powerful uh, propaganda. And uh, Scott Adams, you know, his, his whole master persuader bit, you know, and Trump is the master persuader and yada, yada. So <laughs> he had a tweet today that said, if you're going to get the vaccine, don't look at Twitter first. <laughs> and uh, he said, that was my experience today. And so I I responded and, and said, uh I guess Big Pharma is the true master persuader, <laughs> Scott Adams. So, you know, so he got it. Yeah, he got the vaccine. It's so uh, I, there is there is some next level marketing propaganda. So you and, just you and me are always very cerebral on this show. It's, you know, we love James Corbett, Chris White. We're always talking, you know, fairly logically. We both try to figure everything out, you know, stand up for what we believe is right, things like that. Um, but, like, we don't go down this road quite as often, but I think we're both on the same page when it comes to it. But, like, this is spiritual, right? Like, there's something weird going on. Yeah. Like, it's almost like dark forces have, and I, and I don't want it to sound too crazy, like too fringy or too conspiracy like, but like, it's almost like deceptive dark forces worldwide are getting people to take this thing. Yeah. I and, mean, that, and that, and I'm not trying to say that if you get it, it's the mark of the beast and that this is the, you know, the Bill Gates is the antichrist. And no, the it's mask just, is it's the just mark of the you beast. identifying yourself that you're ready for the mark of the beast and that you'll be first in line when they're ready to, you know, whatever, whatever time you want to dish out the mark of the beast, I'll be here justifying it and getting it right away. That's the, a, is a very dark take you just had there, my friend. <laughs> well, I didn't, you know, like it, I mean, we we talked last week about uh, the Jeff Jeffers guy, one of the biggest evangelical pastors in the country as far as media reach. Oh, don't worry about the aborted babies; they they're dead anyway. Something great came out of them, just like from Jesus dying. I mean, this is it, it's crazy. I mean, you're telling me that. Um, Science can't, our amazing science can't find a way to develop uh, vaccines without using aborted babies, please. It is it is a spiritual thing. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, it, it, thank you for bringing it back to the cerebral and to the very factual. We can we can point to that. What is what is the end goal of and we talk about this and I mean come on there might be even new agers who listen to the show who know the who know that this is true this is a this is a almost a simulation we're in I'm not saying it is but like there is a fourth dimension and it is very inhabited by beings that want to control and possess us um, and it's also inhabited by beings who serve the creator and 
those things are just behind the surface and you can tell if you take enough drugs. So, um, but, <laughs> and that's part of the deal, right? Like, Hey, yeah. let's, let's get in trouble. Let's get in touch with the, some more drugs and we can start to really see what's going on. Um, anyway, there's, there's no way that those beans could be lying to you. <laughs> no, no way, bro. No way at all. But anyway, like I said, the new agers know this, we know this, your strong Christians who are rooted in, in biblical truth know this. What's the spiritual replications of injecting the DNA cells of an aborted baby from the aborted baby boy from the seventies into everybody's vein? Like what's well, and and yeah, is um, hold on. Let's not even talk about the spiritual. Let's just talk about the uh, physical repercussions. If yeah, you get how, DNA how, from a from a from a baby Jim, boy how, from the how do you make a how do you make a stem cell line last forty years? I don't care. <laughs> I don't try. But if we abort a baby, no, there's bo- there's only one way to do it. How do you do it? I don't know, buddy. You have to make it cancerous. That's how the cancer viruses. You know, Al- crazy man Alex Jones. They're putting cancer viruses in the vaccines. That's why they're in there because otherwise the stem cells. Man, I keep trying die to die I, I keep trying to lead up to some points, and you keep chopping me off the knees. No, we're talking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you like, it's a, it's 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 a it's a several thousand million times cloned cell. And then it gets injected in everybody's bodies, and then you don't think that that's going to become somewhat cancerous at some point? You don't think it's going to be good, like bad? You think it's going to be okay? You don't think it's going to have some sort of an effect? Like what? Also, you start thinking about like what about all the gender dysmorphia? You are injecting another person's DNA into you. Like, it's, it's just it's just weird. It's like it's you know, yeah. it's an aborted baby. It's a baby killed before given life. And then it's just injected into everybody. Like what? That's weird, man. That's weird. That's science, I guess. The science is settled. The science is uh, not up for debate. So get in line. But like, what if, what if, what if, what if I don't want an aborted baby injected into my arm? <laughs> what if, oh, what then if, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. I know. Right? Like it's. Like, I don't want aluminum and aborted baby fetal cells and some sort of message that's going to tell my DNA what to do injected into my arms. And I'm a jerk. <laughs> right? Did you see I'm, the... I'm an inconsiderate jerk who denies science. Did you see the Time Magazine cover about... Uh, Is it me? The, the blood of the... Of young people being the key to counteract aging, they're just uh, they're just trying to get the QAnon people spooled up, aren't they? <laughs> so let's uh, let's see. Young blood, yeah. A weird thing in the Old Testament, God actually says, "Don't drink the blood." Yeah. Yeah, the life Not, uh, because because the life is in the blood. Don't drink the blood. Yeah, and that's with the animals. Uh, yeah. Not so much. Uh, and you're you're not supposed to sacrifice your children to Moloch. Oh. Hmm. 
what a what a backwards thing to do. No one uh, in modern times does that. I mean, abortion is not a satanic ritual or anything like that. No, that's. Yeah. <laughs> At least we don't have to deal with that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Fifty-four um, million times. Yeah. To this month or this year, right? No, if it, in the U.S. since the beginning, since Roe v. Wade, it's about fifty-four million. Yeah, that's tough. That's a lot. Do we ever talk? I'm sure we did. We have new listeners since then, anyway. The the kid who went to heaven. Gosh, this is a good change of pace for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little little depressing in here, Andrew. Uh, yeah, heaven is for real. I know. I know. I told you this story before, and I'm sure I told it on the on the on the on the podcast. But I'll talk about it again. There was this super cheesy book that came out in 2010, and uh, it's called Heaven Is for Real, and it won all these awards, and people loved it. And it basically was about this dude who dies, this little kid who dies, and goes to heaven, like legit, and like gets a tour of the place. And then comes back and starts telling his uh, parents about it. So, anyway, the boy ends up clinically dying during the surgery. And author and pastor John MacArthur criticized the book, blah, 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 unbiblical view of the afterlife. But in that book, whether it actually happened or not, or the kid's dreaming or whatever, the kid actually talks about seeing a bunch of kids in heaven who don't know how to do anything. And so all of the adults who get to heaven have to teach them how to go fishing or how to do this or how to do that. And supposedly the aborted babies or something like that. Anyway, super cheesy book. Very kind of random. to Well, and and he also admitted that he made it up. He did? Yeah. Todd, okay. Where is this? This is. Yeah, it was. I forget what it is reason i i don't know i don't remember all the reasons but yeah oh wait i got this here following malarkey's statement colton burpo said he while he acknowledged that some of the public had doubts about his account he stood by heaven is for real contests uh nevertheless uh, well, I might as well just read this. Todd Burpo and Lynn Vincent co-wrote this book when Burpo's three-year-old son had appendicitis. And when Colton's mother, Sonia, first noticed he was not feeling well, she took him to the emergency room and told him that Colton had influenza. As the tests all for appendicitis came back ne- negative, time passed on. Colton continuously threw up, which is when Todd and Sonia knew that he did not have influenza. And when Todd and Sonia went to a different emergency room with Colton, they were told Col- Colton had to have an emergency appendicitis and could possibly die. Months after surviving the emergency situation to move his appendix, Colton shared the story of how he left his body during surgery and went to heaven, began describing the events and people that seemed impossible for him to know about. Examples included uh, knowledge of an unborn sister's miscarriage by his mother in 1998 and details of a great-grandfather who had died 30 years before Colton was born. Colton explained how he met Jesus riding a rainbow-colored horse and sat in Jesus' lap and sang songs to him. He also saw Mary kneeling before the throne of God at other times standing besides jesus interesting okay the punchline <laughs> of this you know the punchline of the story right i don't know no you don't like this book you don't like anything we're talking about no, right now. i i think it it is 
blatantly made up, but you're you're all the way off. I'm yeah. jaded, and, he, and here's why. I knew that dude. The, that guy that was kid? no. That kid was too young. He was you know he's super young. He's way younger than me. The dude Todd Burpo who wrote the book. So he was a youth pastor of the sister church in Barrowsville, Oklahoma. And I went to church camp with that dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and in the middle of the night, I nail polished his face. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up and wrote a bunch of stuff on his face. He got me back like a couple, couple days later. I was coming back and he and a bunch of dudes jumped out and duct taped me and uh, like mummified me in duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was really bizarre to see this kid, this dude. I'm like, he like, <laughs> I'm in the Navy and I'm just like, like, and I'm like staring at the television. I'm like, is this real life? Is that Todd Burbrow on Good Morning America? <laughs> Jerk duct tape me in church camp. So anyway, <laughs> anyway I, I don't know, man. That, but uh, the back to the point of the story, I guess, is that it is weird to think that there might be a whole bunch of souls in heaven who never lived. That part of the story seems plausible. Uh, uh, this is, yeah, there's, I'm not buying the rainbow colored horse there. Sorry. I'm not asking you to buy the rainbow colored <laughs> horse. All I'm asking you to buy is the aborted babies could end up as souls in heaven. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, there's, yeah. Anyway. I'm putting the challenge out there right now. If Todd Burpo doesn't admit that I nail polished his face, then uh, he's a liar. <laughs> of all the people listening to the show. He was probably else. so warped by that experience that that's what made him push this bogus book. And he was not morning America. He wrapped me head to toe like a mummy in duct tape two days later. I, I mean, <laughs> he, he more than got even. Well, maybe that's not his opinion. <laughs> so he wrote the book to get back at me? I know what I'll do. <laughs> Ten years from now, Tim will be doing a podcast, and I'll completely discredit it by getting him to talk about this book. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So there's that. I, I think I was uh, thinking of a different, like died and went to heaven book where the guy said it was bogus after the fact but anyway probably this was super cheesy like it was super it got all it, it would never have it, here's a made it to your circles it wouldn't have well here's here's the criteria okay right? if good morning america will talk about the book i might have made that part up dude come on no, no, I'm sure they did. This is, the, you know, the whole, remember, the, like, the touch by an angel, TV? like, the know. worst worst theology ever, you know. This, you, you can have you can have God on TV as long as it's, um, like, politically correct and not at all accurate to the Bible whatsoever. Yeah. As long as it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Let's ask Morgan Freeman how he feels about Black Lives Matter. Since everybody loves talking about Morgan Freeman like he's, oh, I love Morgan Freeman. He's like God because of that movie. One time we don't love Morgan Freeman when we start asking about Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. 
You've heard the clip, right? Yeah, are you going to play the... I was waiting for you to play it. Okay. I, you, I don't have you a folder. Queued up your, you, you queued up your own clip. I don't have Black Lives Matter. Oh. He, no one asked him. That's my point. No one's going to ask him because they already know the answer. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? No, well, no, 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 come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay, which I'm month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You as- <laughs> Nobody ever asks Morgan Freeman what he thinks about Black Lives Matter. All right. I figured out why I couldn't find that stupid Time Magazine cover because it was Newsweek. Not okay. Time Magazine. Newsweek. Young blood, Silicon Valley is out to hack the process of aging. Ugh. Can okay. blood from young people slow aging? Of Silicon Valley has bet billions it will. Biotech startups are trying to hack the process of aging and in the process stave off the most devastating diseases. Guess we I should mean- probably... This is this is literally from the the show. I'm a huge fan of the Silicon Valley show. That show is hilarious, and uh, that is uh, that's like directly from the show. Let me see if I can figure this out. When when they're not microdosing LSD, they're injecting see, young blood. You can hear this. You hear that? No, I can't hear it. Why? Why can't you hear it? You there? Yeah. Can you hear it? No. Oh, yes. You can? Yes. Okay. So the scene is there's a guy, all right, sitting in uh this guy is loosely based on mark zuckerberg and also sometimes bill gates i think um maybe eric schmidt a little bit but mainly zuckerberg and uh there are some young techie guys who are the geeks of the show who are always pitching to the billionaires these different ideas so the scene is we're at the billionaire's house and they're he's being pitched by the three geeks and a boy walks in the room. He's probably early 20s, maybe late teens. Walks in the room, literally just sits in the chair next to them and just starts transfusing blood. And no one says a word. In building this peer-to-peer internet, the paradox that we're up against is that people won't want to participate until the quality is high. And Here he comes. the quality won't be high until... Um, and um, the quality won't be high until we have a lot of people opt into the network. So that presents a little bit of a, 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 a unique. Continue. Uh, uh, okay. It presents a, a, a bit of a problem. What would that we kind of need to build? Oh, 
Uh, Richard, everything okay? I, I don't know. Is it? Oh, sorry. Guys, Bryce, Bryce, guys. Uh, actually, we've met. Oh, hey, Donald. Uh, it's Jared now. So, Captain, Bryce is... Very discreet. Keep going. This is great. Uh, is Bryce your assistant? No, of course not. He's my transfusion associate. Which is? Are you really not familiar with parabiosis? Can't say that I am. Well, the science is actually pretty fascinating. Regular transfusions of the blood of a younger, physically fit donor can significantly retard the aging process. And Bryce is a picture of health. Just look at him. He looks like a Nazi propaganda poster. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Have you seen that show? You probably don't have HBO. You would no. love that show. <laughs> it shows. So anyway. I like the, I like the, uh, the slide, the slideshow of the poor guy who was giving the pitch for the peer-to-peer internet. Like, sufficient density of nodes. <laughs> so, oh, that's cool. You actually get to see the screen, too. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so they're really doing this in uh, in real life. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Was Mike Judge just, just ahead of the curve? <laughs> uh, well, no, he probably saw him doing it in real life. I mean, Mike Judge is, I don't think it's super new. But, yeah. You know, I think I... Yep. I think I heard Alex Jones talking about it, I don't know, probably eight years ago. So. You know, Alex Jones has been deplatformed. <laughs> and yet he was still tr- trending on Twitter the other day. Hmm. He's when been. He's, uh, when he got in front of that uh, um, minivan that had the migrant kids in the back. He did? did you see that? Yeah. yeah. I I'm went to the social he, media, so he went to the border, yelled at some uh, uh, like border camp guards, um, and then they it was outside of like this Catholic charity, but the driver said he wasn't with the charity. It's, I don't know, you know, whatever. But anyway, they load about uh, six kids into the back of this little kind of small SUV type thing. And uh, so Alex Jones and some other people like got in front and hollered and screamed until cops came over. And I, I don't know what eventually happened, but um, yeah, it just had like six kids in the back, no seatbelt or anything. Just riding in the back of a little SUV. Yeah. Just to, taking them away from the border camp to, to go somewhere. Weird. So. Weird. All right, where to next? You got anything else? Uh, it, I just wanted to point out, uh, people should go read it for themselves, but uh, you can't win, don't even try. James Corbett's recent uh, newsletter, very good. Talks, talked about learned helplessness from and how the CIA used that research uh, both for torture and obviously that's what's being used on us right now 
Um, nothing you do matters. You can't, you can't win. Um, so don't even try. Just give up. Just take the vaccine. Wear the mask. It's over. And that, that's, you know, when, when they can get you to, to give into their propaganda, even when you know it's not true, that's a whole new level. And I, I think that's what we're, what we're talking about with the people who should know better getting the vaccine and, and other stuff. So, yeah, I guess, uh, quitting little league really put a damper on your day really harsh your mellow <laughs> so uh, was, i don't know i i guess kind of the the realization that it's not going to stop on its own so. yeah 100 percent. yeah but maybe it will maybe you just got to move away <laughs> is this still going is this stuff still going on in texas oklahoma Florida, North Dakota, South Dakota. I don't know. The vaccine stuff certainly still going on. Good old Christy Gnome's rolling up her sleeve for the vaccine. Oh, Christy Gnome. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know, Christy Gnome? Getting the old. The, the, the supposedly conservative governors are bragging about how many people their states have got vaccinated versus those liberal states. So. Oh wow. That's yeah. good. Well, I mean, I wonder if they get like, you know, how doctors get those kickback bonuses for, you know, the more people they put on Vicodin or whatever horrible drug they've come up with recently. Yeah. I wonder if the governors get kickbacks. Inslee's got to be rolling in the doughs, the dough <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway, uh, let me take a look at this. Oh, I did want. So, just a, another cheery thing. Yeah. Um, have you followed the Derek uh, Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever, the, the cop who knelt on George Floyd's neck? Have, have you not. followed his trial at all? I have not. Probably should have. Okay. So, this is a pretty good summary from Ann Coulter. Um. Apparently, no one is watching the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer on trial for the murder of George Floyd. Otherwise, the media couldn't get away with their spectacular lying to the public about how the prosecution is killing it. It's quite the opposite. In fact, in less than a week, the prosecution's theory of the crime has subtly shifted from murder to failed to provide what we would say in retrospect would be a full and complete duty of care during the one to three minute interval between Floyd's resisting the police to his dying as a hostile crowd screamed obscenities at the police officers. The defense hasn't even begun to make its case, but the prosecution's witness keep helping Chauvin. The only exception to the wild media line is headline news where the lawyer commentators go the extra mile by watching the trial. Week one was chock-a-block uh, with weeping bystanders wailing about how they felt watching Chauvin restrain Floyd. This would be tremendous evidence if the charge against Officer Chauvin were first-degree upsetting bystanders. But that's <laughs> not the charge. That's not even a crime. One especially distraught witness, Charles McMillian, an elderly black man, testified to seeing foam coming out of Floyd's mouth. 
Quiz. Is foam coming out of the mouth a sign of A, a head wound, B, strangulation, or C, a drug overdose? Tim? I already know the answer, bro. C, a drug overdose. Yep. Apart from that crucial fact, McMillian's evidence only pertained to first-degree upsetting bystanders, which, again, is not a crime. My favorite witness and the media's favorite, too, was Genevieve Hansen, feminist hero. She appeared in court in her firefighter dress uniform in a belligerent mood, though not as belligerent as the day Floyd died, when she showed up in sweats and began shrieking at the officers. The headlines are along the lines of, Firefighter, I could have saved Floyd's life, but police wouldn't let me. Yes, apparently Genevieve would have invented a time machine, gone back, and stopped Floyd from ingesting three times the lethal dose of fentanyl. I take it back. Chubby girls do make the best firefighters. <laughs> she says, don't get snippy with me. It's beyond outrageous that fire departments have abandoned all physical fitness requirements solely in order to hire more women. According to Genevieve, the police Is on the scene... Is that a thing? Well, it is... You know, I mean... It's not as hard to, you know, it's the same thing with police and military, but hmm. um, according to Genevieve, the police on the scene unaccountably refused to step aside and take direction from her, despite her full one year of experience as a firefighter. Genevieve was totally on top of the situation. In her statement to investigators shortly after the event, she described Floyd as a small, slim man. Floyd was at least six, six foot four and weighed 230 pounds. The largest police officer on the scene was Chauvin, coming in at five foot nine and 140 pounds. Genevieve missed nothing. Even in the calm setting of a court, courtroom with no agitated bystanders yelling at her, there, there, here are the things Genevieve says she would have done to save Floyd's life. I would have requested additional help. I would have wanted someone to call 911. I would have asked someone to run to the gas station and look for an AED. Uh, it's a defibrillator. Defibrillator. No, defibrillator. You were closer than me. You were closer than me. Defibrillator. Got it. Yes. Why didn't the officers think to call for medical backup? Oh, yeah. They already had. Constantly, you know, police constantly are calling 911. I don't know if you know. Starting about 10 minutes before Genevieve even showed up. I would have checked his airway. I would have been worried about a spinal cord injury. As we know from the autopsy, there was no problem with Floyd's airway or spinal cord, but as long as you bring it up, his body did contain three times the lethal dose of fentanyl. I would have checked for a pulse. Eureka, why didn't... Oh, wait, the officers had done this repeatedly, as several bystander witnesses had already confirmed. By now, Floyd was dead. That's when she would have started chest compressions. So Genevieve, the state star witness on what the cops did wrong testified that she would have done pretty much everything the officers did, but she would have been a lot bossier about it. Okay, so... Uh, my take on the situation is this guy's going to walk, and we're getting round to uh, Bryant's. Yeah, yeah. And it's... It is absolutely the media's fault because they are still, um, in fact, if you, <laughs> oh, let's see, or is that? But oh. I mean, 
the media's fault. I think that's it's it's worse than that. They want this. No, it's it's well, it's fault in the standpoint of they are deliberately deceiving people about what's going on in this trial so that it becomes a shocking verdict when he doesn't get convicted of first degree murder. So the the only possibilities are either they're going to convict someone who shouldn't be convicted. Um, but I think much more likely they're going to let him off. I mean, you know, like police officers always get let off of crimes against us civilians. We had 10 years of this show. It's pretty much, yeah, I would say, always 10%, happens. 10% of our news the, coverage up until it, 2020 was about that. Instead of being presented as, um, you know, here, here are the circumstances and here's why, you know, it's probably not first degree murder. It's maybe something else. It's not a good, uh, not a good technique, not a good look. So, uh, but probably not first degree murder. And, and the result is going to be, uh, more blood murder mayhem and bloodshed if we're gonna use the 10 years of the show that we did cover these stories in as a as a template he's gonna get off not be convicted of anything and in this case i don't really think he should be um and then they're gonna and then he's gonna lose the civil suit and the city of minneapolis is gonna have to pay out right yeah like a lot and so the Floyd family will live happily ever after after this thing. I mean, this whole thing should have been thrown out the moment that, that the uh, second part of that videotape came out where he's screaming, I can't breathe, and he's in the car, and there's no one near his neck. Yeah. He looks suspiciously like someone having a fentanyl overdose. Absolutely. Yeah, excited delirium. But... That people, they haven't even seen that part of the video. They don't know anything except they saw like the the shortened version, the knee on the neck, and you know the horrible murder of George Floyd, the horrible murder of George Floyd, repeated endlessly. And it's going to be the police officer did it because he's black. That's the only reason, and he probably wasn't even a. A criminal and it was probably a you know racist shop owner let's not talk about who that was and yeah this is and we're we're gonna have to live through more riots and be more you know do you think they're gonna do it again yeah do you think there's riots again oh absolutely yes no okay so i 100 percent agree that this is the goal i think this is what the media is going for this is kind of getting everybody riled up but do you think that the people are going to fall for it again they're going to riot again yeah they they had people just about ready to riot over that stupid Georgia law. Oh, you're kidding me. With the, like, show an ID to, to get your absentee ballot law. It's just the end I don't of the even, I, haven't even, I haven't even heard about this law yet, makes but that Jim, sounds racist. Makes Jim Crow, I'm just kidding. Makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Yeah. So. Hat tip, canary cry, radio news talk. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think that uh, I'm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to be positive. 
I ho- I'm hoping people don't fall for it this time through. But it's maybe maybe it's still it's still embedded deep in there. I mean, this I don't know. I don't know. It just you, you think they'll just convict him? To yeah, no, no. I think he's going to get off. If they do convict him, that'd be interesting. It'd be an interesting take. They just convict him and everybody moves on. They could convict him and overthrow the clearly bogus trial on appeal. I don't know. I just I think that he could get he could get off and nobody cares anymore. We shall see. I think we're seeing <laughs> we're seeing a lot of fatigue. No, I, I know. I, I the the odds are stacked against me. I got to ask this question. In my younger years, I used to think, oh, I'm so smart. I'm smarter than everybody. Everybody else is falling for the vaccine or this George Floyd stuff or whatever. <laughs> I'm older now, right? I'm more realistic, more humble. There's no way I'm smarter than all these people. What's happening? Like, is it spiritual? Are we, is everybody under like some sort of crazy spell? You know, that's, like, that's I mean, interesting that you bring that up because the, the friend I played golf with, He's like, you know, I'm just a, a dumb hillbilly, and I don't know what's wrong with people. He's like, what? he's like, I, you know, feeling like the guy in Idiocracy, where he wakes up and everyone around him is a total moron, and he's like treated as a, a evil super genius because he can see, can add two plus two, but. No, I, I think it is, uh, there's definitely a spiritual element to it. There's definitely a propaganda element to it. And uh, there might even be some physical, chemical element to it. I mean, if you start looking at, uh, I don't know, the, the stuff in the masks, the stuff in the vaccine, uh, stuff in our food, soy, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't, I don't, I don't know either. But I, I, yeah, it, is, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. It's, it's like, but, but no, I, I also, no one, no one asks the question: Are kids now healthier or less healthy than before we started giving them all these vaccines? They're much less healthy. No one asks the question. It's just un. Like, oh, no, vaccines are good. Vaccines are safe and effective. Um, you know, same thing. Like, oh, eating meat is bad. Oh, eating, ugh. you know, forget the fact that <laughs> people have come out of depression and things from eating more meat, not less meat. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the keto keto diets, I'm a fan of that. I, I did it for a year or two and then. I try to eat somewhat keto-ish almost every day. It's uh, you basically just stay away from the high carbs, eat lots of meat and uh, lots of green vegetables and fruit and stuff like that. It's basically just meat and fruit and vegetables. That's it. You just don't eat the breads and the starches. And uh, super bizarre, but like like I've, I've used this example before. But when a child is brought in for having seizures to children's hospital when they don't know what's wrong with the child or why the child is having seizures the one of the first step as far as their diet is concerned is they put them on a keto diet oh really i didn't know that yeah because it's not necessarily the cause the way i had it explained to me 
the seizures are, uh, or excuse me, the the uh, starchy, high carb, high sugar, high pr- high, uh, you know, uh, produce. What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, manufactured. What's the word? Anyway, high just GMO. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, d- just the no the high, those, high high Monsanto content. Come on, man. Uh, preservatives. Thank you. Oh, okay. Preserve the high preservative content. That all that stuff um, and causing your glucose levels to shoot up and then go back down and then shoot mm-hmm. up and go back down is thought to trigger the whatever issue you may have. So, like I said, it's not necessarily the cause. In some cases, actually, maybe, but it's not necessarily the cause. The cause may be, you know, aluminum in the brain, for cha- for instance. Yeah. Uh, but what can kick it off? is the uh, the high glucose all the way up and down, and then it, it can send it into seizures. So they put kids on uh, the keto diet. You get your meats, you get your veggies, you get your uh, fruits. That's it. You don't you don't eat any bread, you don't eat any cookies, no cakes, no donuts, none of that bologna. And, uh, well, you, you know, I, as someone who did keto for a long time, you feel super clear on it. It's it's a it's pretty cool. It's, uh, I think it's definitely a little more healthy. You know, some people come always back, oh, the Atkins diet didn't work and keto's not healthy. I did keto once and, you know, I just, I just ate so much bacon. It just felt so unhealthy. It's like, well, you're, you're an idiot. I'm sorry, but you're <laughs> an idiot because keto diet is also eating salad for every meal. And it's just very open. You can eat salad, but you need to eat stuff that's also high in fat. So salami or bacon, you can have bacon. If you eat bacon every day, you're an idiot. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. So anyway, everybody's got all these feelings about it. I, I personally am a fan. I know that uh, the American diet pretty much subsists off carbs and sugars, and it's it's kind of tough. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard. You know, I do it for, you know, sometimes weeks, months at a time, and then I'll succumb to something. Because it's, it's weird to walk around and act like, you know, a piece of bread is like poison. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's weird that you. Know, would you like to get pizza? I can't. I'm on a diet. You look skinny. I am, but I just uh, break out into. I don't know. ADD fits even higher. ADD. It affects my ADD pretty bad. I've noticed <laughs> that. The high glucose, the ups and the downs. If yeah. I get the bunch, if I eat a bunch of sugar, it really messes it up. But I feel a little more clear on the, the ketosis, the keto. So do you have a few minutes for me to tell you about my keto diet? <laughs> do you have a uh, a product to sell, Tim? I uh, no, I don't. But uh, <laughs> I would like to tell everybody about the product that they could all sell. I could get, I could sell it to them, and then they could sell it to others who could and sell it for them. Don't worry about the fact that you're paying three times what this product is worth, because you can just sell it to three other people, and then you will get basically your product for free it's not a pyramid scheme not a pyramid scheme no No, but i i'm i'm on board with that and i think uh you know a a great uh response when people you know we talked about different responses for when people ask if you've had the vaccine um another one i saw was uh oh i'm waiting for the non-gmo version <laughs> well, hey, the rubber. Like I said, I keep saying the rubber's going to meet the road. You know, this handy dandy Northwest area. Oh, they're going to be all in on the vaccine. Oh, they're going to be all in on this. Oh, they're all. You know, they're all in on the masks and they're all in on Joe Biden. Yeah. 
This is the home of the measles outbreak. This is the original. <laughs> this is the yeah, original. This... We question the vaccines and the drug companies area. And if some of these people have a spine and can stand up for themselves, we're going to start to see some some interesting things take place in the Northwest. I'm hoping people push back. Yeah, I really am because it just it's a dark it's a dark road ahead if it's not. But you know, I'm I'm just seeing all I'm seeing is just massive amounts of propaganda. That's it. I'm not seeing any rubber meeting the road. I'm not seeing any vaccine passports. I'm not seeing some sort of app on your phone that's going to you'd have to use it to get into, you know, the sports events and all this crap that's being pushed that is inevitably the future. Just like James Corbett says, you can't win. Don't even try. I'm not seeing any of that crap in real life. I'm seeing a whole lot of it on TV. And yeah. In the news and everybody's talking, well, I want to go do I want to go out of the state, so I better get my shot. No. Yeah, and if if enough people say no, uh, you know, if nothing else, like remember your power as a consumer, and eventually some airline in some country that wants tourists is going to say, you know, if we don't require the vaccine, um, that's a whole, you know, 30, 40% of the population market that we can sell to that we couldn't before uh, that's another thing they keep saying about 30 percent of people don't want to take the vaccine or have vaccine hesitancy it's not 30 if they're saying it's 30 percent, it's 50 to 60 it's not 30 percent. they're making you think it's 30 percent so that you can feel like you're in the minority or that you're in the majority by getting it you're not it's, it's not kind of like a uh, is a lie that a, is a uh, lie. Civil rights activist. <laughs> Who's a so, civil rights activist? Well, th- that's how they describe someone who like cares about personal privacy or <laughs> whatever. Oh, so, oh, that's right. You always you always say that. That's right. <laughs> that's what you always say. They always they never say a concerned citizen. They just say civil rights activist. Like you're privacy not like right. that. You're, you're not privacy. a case like this person. <laughs> Privacy rights activist Tim Kilkenny, who deleted his social media. <laughs> no, yeah, thirty percent is. I think that number is very low. Yeah, I, I, I think they're just making you feel alone. So. They're making everybody panic. There's, people are scared to talk to each other. People are scared to be yeah. like, "Hey, you're not getting this crap right." I mean, I live in a very interesting area. I love where I live because. You know, just north of Seattle used to be just normal people in normal houses in blue collar areas and just just regular people. And now all these homes are skyrocketing in value and all the, you know, techies are moving in and everybody's, you know, getting, you know, blood buddies. Oh, wait, what? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I'm just like it's the culture is changing a little bit, but there's still like a lot of like blue collar people still around here. I'm like looking around. I'm like, man, these people ain't getting it. (laughs) Like They're they're not going to get the vaccine. Do you think the people at the metal recycling plant are like, I better go get a vaccine. I'm going to get in line. I already got all this aluminum anyway. Anyway, I I don't know, man. I'm just I don't. Well, I I will say don't assume, though, because I kind of assume that with some of my, uh, you know, not direct, but more distant family members and they got the vaccine. No, I know. Yep, I know. That's true. 
That's true. I've, I've I got family members that got it too. But yeah. so talked about it the last episode. So yeah, yeah. So don't you, you, don't you assume mean, that your neighbors. You know, this is going to be, and this is this uh, convicts me. No, I'm not just saying this to to people listening, but you might actually have to talk to your neighbors and see kind of where they stand on things and if they're open to hearing about your opinion and maybe some information they hadn't heard before. I don't know. Talking to people in real life, it's kind of a, a strange idea, but. Can I text them? <laughs> Can you just like tag them on? twitter <laughs> here let me let me scan yeah. your phone snapchat snapchat <laughs> was brilliant by the way that was, a, that was the that was the the smartest thing snapchat ever did was like the there's a way to share profiles so that you both link up literally one phone just points at the other one's screen and there's a little qr code and then it connects both of them oh that was one of the smartest <laughs> things they ever did the, the zoomers love that crap they're because they're in person or literally it's like hey let me scan your phone all right, we'll talk later. Not face to face, clearly. <laughs> uh, All right. Never, I've never used the Snapchats. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I deleted all that crap. So anyway, um, what are we talking about? Oh, the words. Andrew Hoffman's words of wisdom. I feel like you had a good words of wisdom, and there's a certain idiot who didn't record it, and it was <laughs> in the pre-show, pre-show. So, what are our words of wisdom for the day? If you're if you're a parent and your child is afraid of seeing unmasked human faces, you are a bad parent. That's my words of wisdom. You failed as a parent. You your have child failed. is scared of seeing unmasked. Do better. Do better. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Do better. So, uh, yeah. With that, I think we'll uh, we'll sign it off for the week. Good night, Florida. Good night, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> Good night, Texas. Good night, South Dakota. Good night, North Dakota. Hey, one of, one of you guys out there from one of those states, send me an email. Revelationsradionews.com uh, slash contact. And uh, send me an email. I want to know, is the rest of the world right now as nuts as North, the Northwest? I have to, I have to know. If it's a, a different world, what I'm hearing from Oklahoma, that they're going to the prom, they're having high school, everything's normal and back to pretty, pretty normal. But are, they, are they wearing masks? In school? Yes. Uh, probably. <laughs> then they're not back to normal, are they? No. Yeah. Guess not. Well, <laughs> well, I, uh, I encourage anybody to email me anyway. And then... Yes. Uh, We'll be pen pals. We'll be buddies. So hope you guys have a great week and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm going to uh, give Andrew a virtual hug (laughs) because he's grumpy. I am grumpy. Sorry, it's the lack of sleep. (laughs) That's all right. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-